Blog Talk Radio. February 2nd, 2021. I'm Tanya Hathaway. I'm your host tonight on Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your story is told on Marty Oakley's TS Radio Network and Stephen Burke's 89.9 KRB, KLRB, FM, Lighthouse Christian Radio in Oklahoma and the surrounding areas. My goodness gracious, I guess Puxitani did not do us nice today. Well, I suppose we can handle it because we've got broad shoulders. And if we can handle what we have all been going through together for the last however long it is, especially this last year, I suppose, we can handle just about anything. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Um, want to thank Marty Oakley once again for always providing this great uh, forum and the ever the ever growing uh, base here uh, for uh, for producing these shows uh, on TS Radio Network, and uh, she has several other hosts as well, but you should check out her page at ppjg.me. And Marty, do you want to say something about your other shows to let the listeners know? We do a lot of them, Tanya. We deal with murder by hospice, the guardianship abuse, these predatory guardians targeting the elderly and stealing the estates with the approval and complicity of the hearing examiner. Um, I work with John Lacron. We discuss things financial, uh, things that are going on in government, like Real ID, um, all sorts of things like that, and basically just whatever comes up. And uh, yeah. we also have the Whistleblower Show on Thursday nights, where we feature whistleblowers that have come out of these federal agencies and reported the abuses and the fraud and the waste going on. And then we have to stand there and watch as that agency retaliates and torments these people, ruins their lives. And we're paying for all of it. But anyway, we try to give them a voice. And that's what we do, Tanya. And, and, do, and do it well. And, and uh, as well, Stephen Burke, who uh, is a Christian radio station where uh, he uh, took a chance. And he is, you know, he, he said, let's get this stuff out there because it's got to be out there now tonight we do not have uh, a story necessarily to share with you we put uh, we postponed just because of the availability of the of um, the, some of the special guests last minute changed uh, but we postponed 
uh, what will be uh, continuing and upcoming again on, let me see, this Sunday evening, we will have Jorge Bravo, who is one of uh, the Lawton Four, as many of our followers know about this, um, which is in Comanche County, Oklahoma, uh, where three out of the four men were wrongfully charged, and one of those uh, four uh, was uh, grossly overcharged, all on four different incidents, by the way, um, and, and are all are behind bars. There are more out of Comanche County, uh, many more as well, and throughout Oklahoma. And as we know, and you listeners know, it, it, these things happen in other states, but the uniqueness of this is the ability, well, the availability of so many overlying and underlying uh, documents and 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 uh, and and, uh, and people and and you know it, it problems with the due process. You know, I mean, if you don't have it, that's a problem, right? That um, certainly point to many similar people, uh, which which really does come in handy when you are set on making something uh, that's wrong right. Uh, you have um, much more of the, uh, you start to get more attention when there's more than one person coming forward. And, and why is that? Well, I mean, we can all have our own opinions about that. But why, but my opinion is, well, too many people, if, if we're not, if we're going to swat away one person, that's one thing, okay? And these are for the people that don't mind swatting that aren't really paying attention to individual and public uh, due process and our Bill of Rights, right? But but if you have a whole group of people that are saying, whoa, 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 you know, then guess what? Then then the, the, the people that are in the positions to make what's wrong right can really do one of two things. One, they can do nothing, and and that nothing usually only works if nobody's paying attention and people aren't banging down the door, so to speak, okay? And then if they do something, then guess what? They can, they can step up and be the hero, all right? Let them be the hero. So it really does get to a point where there's two different places where they can go. And if they do nothing, then obviously that, then, then you know, you go through that hierarchy, you go to the next level of people, and, and and until you've gotten to the highest, and somebody's going to do something, or wherever that is, keep going. You just keep going, and uh, and the ones that wouldn't do anything on 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 that level that they could have done anything, they get to watch it every step of the way. And maybe they can step in and try to be the hero if it's not too late, right? So we've got just so much that we want to talk about, but today, tonight. I, my interest is is our panel, but uh, we have some regulars that are coming on. And then in a little bit, we're going to ask some of you that might want to have something to say and to chime in. Um, so, uh, again, thank you very much, Stephen Burke. Thank you, Marty Oakley. I would suggest that, you know, everybody's getting ready to do their taxes or whatever. If anybody's in a nice enough position where they can use a deduction for a nonprofit or if they can donate donate to Marty Oakley and, and her forum. Uh, just please look up ppjg.me. Uh, and as far as Lighthouse Christian Radio goes, it's a nonprofit. Uh, uh, just, just reach on out to me and I'll let you know how you can do it if you don't already know how to do it. 
because it's it's people like them, like us, that really, and as you'll see in some of our discussions tonight, that really try to balance out the scales of what is of of other opinions as well as other information, so that you get to form your own opinions based on what you're hearing with us and other alternative media like us that you might not otherwise have heard. Uh, so that being said, uh, who else do we have coming forward? We have the Lawton Four that are coming up, and then we have, um, goodness gracious, we have Kevin Kemper who has agreed uh, to come on and discuss the, the McGirt uh, ish issues since that ruling uh, took place where uh, he is actually representing a couple of different uh, tribes and um, and so he'll be able to discuss what he can about that of course we know that uh, the McGirt finding regarding Indian land uh, that affects Oklahoma and some surrounding states especially that that was upheld it wasn't actually a new trial, but it just it was being challenged and it was upheld. So it had some it's some scrambling going on, you know, with the attorney generals in the, in, in certain uh, areas, their states, and because you know they're used to this money coming in, they're used to this money coming in, and and now um, they're going to have to figure something else out. Uh, and maybe if the appropriations was was a little bit better, and if transparency was a little bit better, then um, the money would have been there to begin with. And uh, and so, you know, instead of uh, not following, instead of not prioritizing correctly, and or or not mixing up the pie of money too much when it comes to criminal justice reform, and if people start doing their jobs better, like the overseers actually overseeing. All right, not just overseeing the bad things happen when they do, but actually doing something about it. When you when you give somebody uh, the uh, the an order to uh, investigate any kind of judicial fraud, then that that district attorney that's told to investigate that needs to be held account, accountable for actually doing that. We're aware of instances where that doesn't happen, and nobody's holding. Uh, that district attorney accountable. Isn't that interesting? Why wouldn't that happen? Okay, so then we have Keith Brown, who's up, who's coming up pretty soon too. We'll do a nice little series on him, where he is uh, behind bars, and he is a, he went in as a juvenile, uh, and he's not a juvenile anymore. It's been twenty something years. He's not a juvenile, and he should have been released by now. So these are. Um, riveting stories uh, of um, of relentless victims of the system. Yes, yes, Keith Brown is a victim of the system. He went in as a juvenile. Um, he did not murder anybody. And there are rules and laws in place, even if you did, given um, the youth, uh, uh, you know, can you take it into consideration, the reform and whatnot. So many things are taken into consideration. Well, Keith Brown, is a tremendous voice for juveniles that remain behind bars, which is, it's guess what? It's it's not written the way that it's supposed to be that way. Uh, so uh, moving along with that, 
Uh, also, we've got Julius Jones. You know, we'll get into Julius Jones a little bit more up and coming too. Julius Jones on death row. He is an innocent, innocent man. Um, he is firing up on that because we know that uh, the executions are, um, you know, they've taken a fast forward move unless, you know, that has been uh, changed um, in the last few weeks. Uh, we are going to have Angie Dent, Tina and I are going to have, Tina Gertz and I are going to have Angie Dent on with us while she discusses some of the matters that she's working with regarding wrongful convictions in Ohio and uh, and a gentleman's case by the name of Zatsky, I believe it is. So um, I think she might be calling in tonight, too, to join the, the, the table. As well, um, you will be listening to, and I'm almost done, uh, you'll be able to tune in at some point in the near future to uh, to uh, Rhonda Champagne, forgive me, and Michael Johnson, who are authors of a book called Correcting Treatment in Corrections. And uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful truth-telling uh, scenario of what exactly they did as a licensed social worker and as a lieutenant in corrections. Now imagine those two personalities together, right, in a corrections facility. Now how can they come to a meeting of the minds with how to reform what a story? And Tina and I are in the process right now of also creating a um, an audio series to help uh, get into more of the educational and of, you know, what's behind the science of, you know, these various methods of rehabilitation so that these people do not, uh, so there's not recidivism rates. So the recidivism rates have gone way down, and oh boy, have they ever. So we'll be enjoying and welcoming them on as well. But for tonight, for tonight, we are talking about state of the people, the state of the people, us. The people, we the people, state of mind, state of self-preservation during these turbulent times, state of being kind, especially during the state of activated advocacy. So who do we have on with us now? I believe we have Tina Gertz on. Tina, are you here? Yes, I am. Hi, Hello. Tina. Can you briefly let our listeners know who you are if they don't already? And then we will find out who else is on with us. My name is Tina. Sometimes I co-host with Tanya. Um, I am an advocate for the criminal injustice that goes on. Um, I don't know, Tanya. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and, I had and, very and we, we have founded Journeys to Justice, a nonprofit together as well. Oh, yes. Yes, we were up late last night working on paperwork. Yeah, additional paperwork. We we are a nonprofit now, but we're just working on additional paperwork that comes with the responsibilities that we have. <laughs> Always looking for volunteers uh, at, at, with different skills, so please feel free to uh, reach out to us at uh, journeys to justice at gmail dot com. Uh, who else do we have on with us tonight? I believe we have James Treat. I'm here. Hey, how are you, James? I'm doing fine. Yourself? 
thank you for for agreeing to come on. I'm doing great. I, I'm always great to hear your voice. And would you please let our listeners know a little bit about yourself as well? Well, uh, Tanya and I met been a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago at this point, and it all had to do with um, public corruption, uh, government transparency or lack of government transparency, and uh, we shared my specific instances with this very small town and its corruption uh, and even countywide corruption. So I've been an advocate for trying to bring about change with the exposure of corruption, both at the state, both the county, and the locality uh, government systems, and uh, advocating for the transparency. Uh, you've got to build the public trust, or you have no governments because they, you know, they work for us, the people, and uh, we should hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. Yep. We sure, we sure, we sure should. We sure should, and and you have shown up in areas that are non-relevant uh, to you know where you you know where you are. Again, you know you went beyond your area, just you know where the you are dealing with specifically, but um, welcomed others uh, who came to you looking for advice or talking, and and, and you know really did a great job with pulling and do a great job with pulling people together and um and as somebody who studied law right and you know and graduated and and retired from a corporate level c career uh i can say that it's always great to have james street on your side <laughs> so well and who and else do we, i'm sorry go ahead i just started saying where we're at today i mean besides your own little world your own little bubble that you reside in we're in a situation of the day where we have to look at the world and our country and our state and where we live. But first and foremost, we've got to look inside ourselves for the answers, but we've got to look outside ourselves is all I'm saying. Yeah. That's boy. Oh boy. Do we ever, do we ever, it's introspective as outer, yeah. Introspective, outer perspective, <laughs> you know, and, and then considering the source when it's not introspective. Um, and then I believe we have, do we have David Arndt with us tonight? Hello, hello. Oh, yes. You know, and I, I, don't know, I didn't check in to make sure you're on. So great. Dave Arndt, thanks for, thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. I know you're in the middle of a lot of big things and moves and, and you're going to be working with us, uh, the journeys to justice. And so we're just, we just can't wait for you to, um, you know, be able to take a couple of, uh, deep breaths in between, you know, going from one thing uh, and and the launching pad with us. So, uh, thank you for for calling in. Can you let our listeners know a little bit about you? Yeah, well, my name's Dave, and I've been fighting uh, injustice here in Oklahoma for uh, about three years now. I'm, you know, I'm a victim of domestic violence and judicial malfeasance in the state, and um, was blindsided and. Uh, <laughs> spat out to dry and punished for being a victim of domestic violence and, and really punished for even protecting my children. And so I'm an advocate for um, for victims of domestic violence as a whole, uh, but specifically um, really uh, addressing the, the male side 
the the uh, the forgotten or the uh, unbelieved side, unheard side, I guess, of, of domestic violence um, and judicial malfeasance. Mm-hmm. And tremendous, uh, so much work that you have done, and uh, so it, it, it is it is not for the faint of heart. It is certainly not for the faint of heart. Um, and and when we're dealing with you know basically you know it, it's those that have lost public public trust is usually because of the reasons uh, that uh, you know some of these things that you just heard that you've just heard about and and uh, when it, when it doesn't seem to go the way it is supposed to go you know, normally they're supposed to be okay there's a rainbow at the end of this uh, 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 you know at the end of this because. There is a way to make something right, and there is, but there are casualties along the way, and and uh, and so minimizing those casualties and then making that that goes wrong uh, need, needs to be that it, that needs to go right, be moved right. We need to kind of flip the script on that a bit, and so make it so that the what's gone wrong is the exception to the rule because. It seems, and maybe it's just me, because you know that's what we're here doing. It just seems that there's so much that goes wrong that it's the exception to the rule that it's going right. And yet we all do know that there are some very, very good people out there that are, you know, law-abiding that take their uh, public positions and uh, their public service very seriously. With, you, you know, with. Uh, you know, abiding by their oaths of office and 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 the Bill of Rights of, of the people. Uh, but uh, so we'd like to point that out too. And that's what we're looking for, heroes. You know, come on, step on up because we really want to tell who you are. We're looking for whistleblowers. Um, and then I believe I think we have one more um, on with us, and it's Jen from Ohio with us. I don't think I have her yet. Okay. Okay, well, Jen, if you are trying to get on, just let me know, and I'll let Marty know what numbers to look for. Uh, let me, I'll just take a look. So, um, my goodness gracious, here we go. Oops. Okay, I'll have to message her while we're talking because she just asked where the show was. So, <laughs> I guess you'll need the link. So, uh, we are all about... Uh, and, and before we start, you know, going back to the Jorge Bravo and these other matters, you know, and, and, and really bringing those out, you know, this is just a little bit of a pause since we had to delay that. Um, we had a, a, a raw talk on, on Sunday evening uh, that it just is a, a go to show that, you, you know, sometimes you need to stop pause and if and, and just think about things a little bit and build up that steam and and get back to it and get back to it so i think that all of us that are on this panel right now can attest to that now i'm going to ask some questions and uh and i'm going to ask you guys to chime in but first Dave Arndt, I'm going to ask you, according to a poll in uh, uh, 2020, it was a Gallup poll that USA Today published, Americans' confidence was really plummeting. 
and it fell to the lowest level. That was in 2020. It fell to the lowest level recorded in nearly 30 years since it's been tracking data. About 48% of Americans compared to the prior year of 53% said that they – uh, that they have a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in the police. So instead of 53% in uh, 2019, in 2020, in August of 2020, it went down to 48%. Um, and the highest level of confidence uh, that they had recorded was back in 2004, and I think that was in the 60s. So the Gallup poll also does indicate that um, it was due to the state of decline, that that state of decline was due to partially driven by racial divide issues, starting with the George Floyd shooting. So how do you feel about the the decline in confidence in general, and and, and what's your take on all this, Dave? You know, Tony, that's an excellent question, and it's something that, you know, I was thinking about this as you were you were uh, uh, talking here just a minute ago about public confidence as, as, as a whole. And, and I'm going to say that, you know, I once upon a time had a wholehearted confidence in the system because I was a police officer and, and I just blindly followed and I believed in everything. And, and you probably couldn't have really convinced me that there was many things wrong with the system because – most everybody that I spoke with that had a problem with the system were didn't really have anything that they could concrete proof that they could do that. And that's one thing, Tanya, that I really appreciate about you is that you're not just about going and, and, and talking. You're you're you have proof and you want to get these affidavits and, and verify. And so uh, you know, now being a victim of the system, I I can I, I understand and I really also understand some people's blind loyalty to the system uh, until we expose that's why we got to come together as a group. But I will say this as, as a, I couldn't understand a lot of this racial tension when I was a police officer, because me, myself, I don't have any racial. uh, Well, I mean, I I think everybody may have a a percentage, you know, there may be some bias maybe, but I, you know, with me, I don't care about the color of skin. And it never it never influenced the way I did my job, and I never had any encounters to where that became an issue. But I, I'd see all this go on, and I'm like, man, I can't understand why. I'd be accused of it sometimes. Somebody would, you know, say, you just stop me because I'm black, or you just do this because, you know. But at, at the end of the day, they would be like, oh man, thank you, you were cool with me, I appreciate it, you know. Um, but going through what I went through with the system, it doesn't. The confidence that I have lost in the system is eroded because of one bad judge and several bad attorneys. And it really opens my eyes to this idea that you don't have to have an experience. Not every cop that you have to come across is going to have to be some uh, jerk and some uh, bigot and some you know bully for you to for that to erode your system. You know, if if one encounter with the police or two encounters with the police um, has tainted a view, you could have five encounters and still have this bad view of the police. And I have this bad view of the judicial system based off of one judge, or actually really a couple of judges, and several attorneys that have tainted my view. And I know that there's good judges out there, and I know that there's good attorneys out there, 
I just haven't found them yet. And mm-hmm. and so I think that's where this confidence comes is that 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 we we, we base this confidence based on experience. And um and, and I think it's equally and that's another thing again I appreciate about you Tanya is that you you also really try to stress not everybody's this way. You know, not every judge is this way, not every cop is this way, not every politician is this way. Yes. But coming from the victim side of this whole thing, it's sometimes hard to believe that. And so I think that's where the, the confidence is, has, has, has gone downhill is because we see this erosion and more and more people like us are coming forward and saying, yes, we, this is why. And, and now it's not just one or two people out there that are claiming this happening. You've got a group of people and groups of people and groups of people. And mm-hmm. I had quoted something on Facebook from, and I don't remember the, the, the justice name now, but she had said that the best cure uh, is, is a little bit of sunlight. You know, that's the best thing. And, and you know, with all of this has happened in darkness. All of this corruptness, all of this evilness has happened in darkness. And when we bring a little bit of light into this and we change the, 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 the batteries in the flashlight or change the bulb in the flashlight and kind of shine it into the judge's chamber or into the police officer's vehicles and stuff like that, it, 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 it enlightens the people to see really what's going on. Um, and so I, 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 I'm surprised, I guess, that – um, there's actually that much confidence right now in the system. Um, <laughs> right. as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good point. Uh, T- Tina. And, uh, that's, those are, those are great points. I, re- I really appreciate that. And, uh, and how you, you shared that because it's a very, uh, I mean, it's your own personal testimony and, and, and as well, you know, when, when you're in, when something like that is happening to you, it winds up being that you find out through other people coming to you or you find out because your ears and eyes are wide open, very rudely widened, um, that you're not the only one. Now, it's bittersweet because, you know, the, th- the problem is that that makes it bitter is the fact that this really can happen in um, – in in the halls and walls of what is supposed to be access to justice, okay? Uh, so that's bitter, but the sweet thing is knowing that you are not alone. And even that is bitter in its own because it's not a fluke, right? But when you realize that you're not alone, number one, it confirms that you really are not going crazy because most of the time when you're in these situations where there's, you could part the seas right in front of, uh, of these people, and they would say, no, no, the, the seas are not parted, right? So it doesn't matter what you have to share or show, that narrative will just be there to shoot you down and make you feel like you're going crazy. So in, in a sense, we, many of us can tell our own stories. Let me guess how that happened. Like as soon as you say, oh, this happened to me at court and blah, 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 and then it's like, hold on, let me guess. And most of us are probably nodding our heads, yes, right now. Oh, isn't that the truth? Right, and it might just be a different player or a different district or a different whatever. But this is how that narrative goes: make you think that you're crazy, try to put it out there that you're crazy, and just bully you through, push through. Um, Tina, Tina, same question for you about the public confidence. Oh, <laughs> I have very little public confidence. Um, you know. 
it started with my husband's court case. Um, I realized how messed up it is. Um, You know, things that people think can't happen in courts do. And then, you know, fight for his innocence for years. And then you get, you know, a little bit of hope when you have a governor who says he's going to, he's running on prison reform, but he hasn't done anything for prison reform. So that makes your confidence go down in the system, in the state, in the governor. Um, You reach out to legislators and senators, to DOC, uh, and, and you get little to no response. It, it shows how little they think of you, and it definitely skews your view of them. It's, mm-hmm. it's frustrating. So why aren't they taking you seriously? Don't they believe you? That kind of thing. Right, and it's, I mean, even when you go with other people, I mean, we had the rally at the Capitol, and Mm -hmm. they didn't listen. We have, you know, call to action where everybody, (laughs) and it's like a lot of people, call in to DOC or call the governor's office over one certain issue, and it goes unanswered. Mhm. Mhm. How can you trust I mean, somebody who doesn't have get a stop on those ankle bracelets? But yes, I mean it has to be something extremely, uh, you know, dramatic. Uh, mm-hmm. Or you know, you have to. The more I, I find, the more that we there's two different things. Like. One is you have somebody that's working with you a little bit behind the scenes that can help out here and there where they can, and um, and and that's been that's been good, you know, mm-hmm. um, from the DOC mm-hmm. side. But it certainly doesn't reform anything. It can help a temporary situation, and then right. and then of course when you know uh, we we you know blast it out. The, uh, the 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 discussion with um, Mike Carpenter, who from the DOC, uh, and uh, you know, put them in an embarrassing situation uh, that with mm-hmm. all these other things, with the affidavits that the uh, the Hampton Deborah Hampton office had gotten that said that he that they weren't going to uh, to force certain things, and then you know, it was all just very very skewed. So as a as a nice as a good group. This is what it's about. These groups, we come together, and if they did not put a screech on on those uh, on on those the GPS bracelets, uh, there would have been, as the discussion went, blood on his hands. I, I believe on oh, the hands yeah. of DOC, because you you can't take away the the you cannot take away the fact that we're on the phone right now. We're letting you know this. You cannot undo this. You can't undo that conversation, that phone call, and all the valid reasons why. So, right. um, so that's I'm, super important. The hardest part was getting through, but um, comes a point. I'm glad when, you uh, brought up. Sorry. No, go ahead. I'm glad you brought up those monitors, the GPS monitors. Mm-hmm. Um, 
now, and I haven't been able to verify it yet. So this is mm-hmm. unverified. But yesterday I heard that I heard it's that it's be being said the staff is going to wear it, which is perfectly fine. Right. I just I I, I know that's I, I I saw that too. I haven't been able to verify it yet. And I, but I, you know what I'd really love is body cams on all the staff. That would be ideal with audio. That would be ideal. That would be ideal. James, uh, how yes, how ma'am. about you regarding the public trust? Um, what are what are your thoughts on this on this topic? And uh, and uh, since we've been talking about this with um, the other two that you're on the panel with, you know what kinds of thoughts and feelings uh, have uh, come to your mind? I'm going to address your question from a much different angle. We can okay. look at our individual situations, and they're all prudent, they're all valuable, they're all relative, they're all our realities. But we're looking at a cause and effect, a cause and a result. Our individual situations are the result of a cause, okay? And we're going to – we need to understand what the cause is, which I think a lot of us do in a lot of different ways. But a couple of questions. Um, we've all heard, or I'll just ask a question, what is the, what's the root of all evil? Money. Money. And what is, money. what is the system mm-hmm. that is being referred to? It's our government. Mm-hmm. What's the basis for our government? The Constitution. We're at a point in time in life that each individual has got to basically re-educate themselves. What they've been taught doesn't and isn't necessarily the truth. And you have to look at things from an individual standpoint, and as you mentioned earlier in the conversation, Tom, you got to take in all that you can take in, muddle through it, and come up and develop your own truth or your own opinion. But where I was going with this, with the money and the system, the government, in the Constitution, people need to really read the root of our government, which is the Constitution. But let me take you to one specific point of the Constitution, and that is in the First Amendment, Section 10. No state shall enter into any treaty, alliance, or confederation, grant letters of marque and reprisal, coin money, emit bills of credit, Make anything but gold and silver coin a tender in payment of debts. I'll just stop right there. It's got another couple of phases. Yeah, please. When our government has defrauded us as citizens and as we the people, you have no trust. Our government in 1871 sold us, defrauded us made us debtors to the crown. If you'll remember back, I'm old enough to know, I used to see notes payable. We, we, our currency are, is nothing more than debt, but it right. used to be backed by gold and silver. 
You used to have gold certificates on your dollar bills, silver certificates on your dollar bills. Why did they go away? Because your government went bankrupt and defrauded you. And how did they defraud you? They defrauded you in 1871 when they they made us a corporation. And since they sure did. China, not China and Saudi China, In case anybody out there is wondering what we're talking about, most do. China and Saudi Arabia forced us as two creditors into bankruptcy in June of 2019. And that bankruptcy was finalized January the 7th of 2021. You won't hear that on mainstream media, will you? And this whole world situation today, just what's happened in the last couple of days on the stock market, is what? They're trading in paper money that's worth nothing because the gold and silver does not back it. But that's a side issue. We're talking about the public trust. How can you trust a government that has defrauded its people? Not once, not twice, but three separate times in three separate bankruptcies. Did they tell you they did it? No. In any courtroom you walk into and walk out of, such as the ones that are being described, did they stand up and say, eh, this is the way we're going to do it. We're not basing it on the Constitution. We're going to defraud you and do what we want to do. That's what our government mm-hmm. has done for you. Bringing us to the point, people need to open their eyes, evaluate what is going on, not in your life, but in the world. We have nine governments that have failed in the last two weeks. I bet if I told you that the Soviet Putin's cabinet, 200 members resigned from his cabinet over a year ago. Did you hear that in the news? Nope. Stop watching the television set. Go, don't use Google. Go use DuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckDuckD
it's both because we have, you know, it's just very important that, you know, that it's, you know, that we don't really just call it um, a party, but we call it a person. But when we're referring to this, you know, and with all, so much that we've seen online and the social media and the so-called news and even what's supposed to be the legitimate news, you know, we're hearing phrases like this. Oh, they've been brainwashed and you're know, drinking the Kool-Aid back and forth. You know, so it's kind of like this huge gaslighting uh, that's, that's uh, you know, going on back and forth with those that engage in it from each other's parties. And it's become, you know, and it's become to the point where all it is is a distraction as these other things are happening that behind the scenes. We don't even know about it. It's kind of like, oh, let's focus on other things in the state while, you, you know, or the state of the nation or the state of Oklahoma or the state of New York. Uh, well, you know, this is going, while this is going on, we're going to pass these bills. We're going to push these bills through. And you blinked and all of a sudden your, your government has changed. Well, it, and, you know, it goes down, don't believe Tanya, don't believe James, don't believe David, don't believe right. Tina. Go look for yourself. I can tell you all day long, but until you see it and you see it in your own mind's eye, you're not going to really believe it. You're going to be wishy-washy, go with the sheep, until you self-discover the truth. Your own truth. Right. Right, exactly, exactly, and I've and I brought this up before, and I'll bring it up one more time, then we can move on to another uh, round of questions that I have for you guys. That uh, I believe that uh, many more um, became enlightened while we've been locked down and while we've been obeying the the orders of the government or not, um, and you know people are out of work. And they're starting to get ticked off. They're ticked off and just scratching, how can this really be happening, you, you know, in this country? Why am I told that I have to stay home? Why why can I go to Walmart, but I can't go to my friend's little store? Why is his store shut? And yet I can go to Walmart. I can't go support my friend's store. You, you know what I mean? Why? So so it's it's like, and they started, people started researching. People started digging deeper than just turning on the TV and looking for the answers there. And I think that people have smartened up. But it's also a time of confusion because of the successful divide and far too many, uh, because there is a successful divide that has been put out there. So we all need to smarten up and not let that go any farther. And we need to push that back on those that are doing it on purpose because guess what? We are really like a 99.99999% on the same side. And, and how that narrative has been flipped and switched, um, you know. So in other words, if there's racism, okay, we agree that there should not be racism. All right? Yeah. But if there's racism, it doesn't, it, it doesn't mean that because – I'm white and you're black, that I'm racist, right? It means we don't stand for racism. And that also means that, and that, also means that um, if you're black and you have been a victim of that racism, 
and you know that somebody else is being abused regardless of color, you would stand up for them too. And so this is where we need to stop pitting against each other. And, and I think amongst our, our communities of this advocacy, um, 99.99%, we're doing a great job because we get it. We are much more in tune and smarter to that than to create the divide. You address the issues and you and then and then you move forward and we stand together, you know, in whatever those issues are. So there is an article today and a column. I'm not sure what the paper is, is but it's um, oh Dan Warren's Ford, uh, Florida. Let me see, uh, Florida Today uh, columnist. Uh, I'll just read this real quick. The average age of the world's greatest democratic nations has been 200 years. Each has been through the following sequence. Bondage to spiritual faith. From faith to great courage. From courage to liberty. From liberty to abundance. From abundance to complacency. From complacency to selfishness. From selfishness to apathy from apathy to dependency, and from dependency back again into bondage. Can we escape this fate? The USA is somewhere in the range of complacency to dependency. Now chew on that, right? Well, Tanya, let me me pose a dichotomy to you between truth and falsehood. And, our, and this concerns the media, the TV, what you read, what you write, all of that good stuff. If I pose a truth to you and I make a statement, do I have to continually repeat that same thing over and over and over? <laughs> you, you, you shouldn't have to, but that, okay. that is, yeah. But if someone's trying to convince you of something that has no basis, what do they do? They inundate you with repetition. The same thing over and over and over. And let me give you an example or a couple examples of that. YouTube, for the last, what, three, uh, two months plus, has been saying the election is over, Joe Biden is our president. Over and over and over and over. And why are they, the truth is the truth, whatever the truth may be. So why continue pounding you with repetition? Now is that called now, a thou dost protest too much? Or <laughs> uh huh. Well, now they have now switched the narrative to QAnon, which is actually not Q and it's not Ananon. But now it's saying that's a disproven, discredited, far right wing conspiracy. Blah 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 blah. Repeating right. the same message over and over. Right. So, as an adult, as a mature intellectual adult, shouldn't that set off alarm bells? It should. It it it, sh- it should, but but this is the problem: is that um, this it, this did not happen overnight. It it genuinely has become an indoctrination of um, uh, of uh, false of our children of our children for the last twenty yes. years. Yes. Sitting in yes. front of a TV, the instant yes. babysitter. Yes. And we yeah. allowed it. 
and we and we've allowed it. Well, we we were unsuspecting, you know, because it's it's also become the age of where both parents are out working quite often, right? Right, but now we know. Right. Right. So, what are we going to do about it? We have to be accountable for what we know. And mm-hmm. what we will continue to be exposed to in this world over the next few months and the next years. And that's, okay, where, and so that's where people say, well, it doesn't affect me. And it, yes, it affects everyone. You just need to wake up. It sure does, because one day you wake up and you wonder, how did you not know this? Why is everybody thinking this way? Or why does it seem everybody's thinking this way? What's happened to us? Um, so the public trust and confidence uh, definitely has um, been uh, rattled, to say the least. And uh, NCSC.org, the state of the courts uh, and opinion polls, 2019, voters are most concerned about, regarding this subject, about opioid academics, forgive me, epidemics, than the last survey a couple of years before Um, so another part of this is the public and especially the younger Americans are heavily dependent on online news and social media for information okay so that's it is the the public and especially the younger Americans okay since there have been more of the uh, two household workers, right? So there is so there's not on purpose necessarily, but so you're not having that dialogue back and forth with the other generations and talking about what's going on in school and you know TV's off and you're talking, right? Okay, so but the the older those that are older and uh, a little higher in education levels are politically concerned about the disorientation, the disinformation, um, and and the campaigns that target the justice system. Okay, so, so these are kind of interesting statements right there. So um, that is speaking very much to generational issues and um, and what happens when you know, we go through these different eras, eras of time and what the typical household looks like and, and for, for why? Because of the, the socioeconomic, because of, you, you know, the, the, the financial stability, the financial instability, whatever it is. But, but we're talking about, you, you know, most of the youth now have been brought up by uh, parents that are both working outside of the home. So it's an opportunity that where, you know, if you have a good educational system and a well-intended government that we can help nurture the youth into success, independence, and carrying on of, of what, they should know because they should be taught the understanding of our of our history, but also ongoing 
you know, to create new history of wealth and entrepreneurs and hard workers where they could, you know, where they themselves can carry that torch on and, you know, move that over to, you know, the following generation, stability. We want what's best for the next generation. But instead, that has been taken advantage of by greedy government. And here we are today. Tina, what do you have to think about that? What do you have to say? Um, two people really have to work. I mean, to, uh, with, with kids in the household, it's, but nobody can replace that parent. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. think the education system can replace the parent. They can teach them schoolwork, but they can't replace the the loving, nurturing parents. Um, nobody can. And if do you feel parents, that they've restricted free thought to schools? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um. Even when my son was in school, you know, he had to do a report about a person that they picked for him. Like that's, and I know that's like minuscule, but that goes to the point where it's the free thought. Why can't they do, think about what they want to do? Does that make sense? Right. Well, if you know, I mean, I I understand if okay. So so you you do a report on a pioneer, you know, or a uh, uh, you know, or well. somebody who made a huge difference in this world. They should pick. They should be able to pick that person out themselves. Is that what you're saying? As as opposed to being right. assigned one. They they mm-hmm. told my son to do a, a report about a ballerina, and that wasn't quite his. Um, Right. Desire or interest. <laughs> right, right, so, right. So, you know what I mean. Um, but, yeah, they, they, your free thought goes away all the time. The more you watch TV, the commercials tell you what to eat, how you should look, what you should think. The news definitely tells you what you should think. Um, if people would watch the news in a, with an open mind, and see the the cycle of it mm-hmm. it it contradicts itself and oh, James was saying was completely true they just inundate you with the same information over and over and it's that's, like I've quit watching TV yeah yeah I, I don't know if anybody else saw this clip, but I saw a clip today of uh, there were um, two of the, of the reporters on, and then there was a guest, and uh, the guest started talking about something that one of the reporters didn't want to um, to talk about, and uh, and so he tried to interrupt the guest from from talking about it, and said it was just like no taboo, you know, and um, and so they were talking over each other. Ultimately, the one reporter got up and left, and, and there was an empty seat. It was like he was sworn to not discuss this or something. Maybe he was going to lose his job if, if that conversation remained. He actually got up and left his seat. 
he's one of the reporters, okay? And so then, you know, they quickly spliced the the, uh, the 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 camera and 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 so now you only see two of the three one with a guest and one with a reporter but how telling is that right that's like me coming yeah. on and asking for your opinion and you know barring the fact if you're if you're swearing or doing something that you can't come on here and do saying oh, no you can't talk about that when you know when you're on there <laughs> utilizing your first amendment rights um, Dave Arndt, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, yeah. Tanya, uh, Stephen yeah. just messaged me something about something we we texted earlier today, and he just said something. Just said mind control. Well, that's a very very deep subject. But if anyone chooses to go down a rabbit hole to come up with their own opinions, their own truth on whatever subject matter is at hand, do you know who coined the phrase conspiracy theory? Do you know the origin of that? I don't. I, I think I actually read something about it not that long ago, but I don't remember. The CIA. Because there's a connotation with conspiracy theory that you're wacko, you're nuts, you're cuckoo, you're not to be believed. Part of the what? Mind control. Narrative. Part of what the yeah. media tells you if you disagree. I just thought that was a good little tidbit. That's and and the CIA right now is you know be, becoming less and less uh credible at least in the public eye, okay, once again, uh with all the the you know alleged scandals that they've been engaged in. I'll say alleged because I'm not going to dump everything that I've read and you you know and, and seen you, you know, but um uh, but the, the the point is, you know, right? We're supposed to have this public trust. So who, you know, who are they working for if it's not for us? Us? Who is the bar association working for if it's not for us? Well, they're they're in bed with you know the uh, the, the 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 federal court in 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 Oklahoma. You know the so. Literally, it's in their constitution that that shouldn't be. That shouldn't be. So, if you're in Oklahoma, I would suggest seriously getting in touch with your lawmakers just for that one reason in itself. That's an easy one. That's a conflict of interest. The bar association is a private. It's a private entity that is somehow an arm of a public entity now in your own state constitution. Well, that in itself, you know, I read the First Amendment while ago and the uh, uh, Section 10. The last part of that says that you are not to uh, associate a title of nobility. Well, BAR, Mm -hmm. B-A-R, is Barrister's Association Register, if I'm not mistaken, which is a what? Barrister is a title of nobility. Totally unconstitutional. Yes. Oh, yeah. T- totally unconstitutional. And so, you know, sometimes I think that, you know, when, when uh, that the, the people that are just too immersed in um, in just like the the letter of the law instead of the abidance of the laws of the land, right? 
um, we have to remember who who's writing what and who's rewriting what to suit their own ag- agendas that all of a sudden, if you are a constitutionalist, that you're in some kind of a cult, <laughs> you know, and, and people just don't understand uh, the uh, the impact and the, the detriment uh, 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 of not um, of not following um, the, the Bill of Rights, uh, you know, the, our Constitution, and uh, most of the people that are seeking guidance or you know uh, know that there's public corruption going on, they are they are victim to the denials of due process. And that is a universal answer. If they have been denied due process, then that is that's that's public corruption, people. It's public corruption, but it's unconstitutional. Um, so, Dave, what do you ha- what do you have to say about this? You know, I think it's interesting that James and Steve had, had talked about uh, or had mentioned this idea of mind control because as you guys were talking, I, that, that kind of popped into my mind, and it reminds me of a story in the Bible here that I'll talk about in just a minute. You had also mentioned, Tanya, about people are starting to wake up because they've been in this this isolation and this quarantine because as they're sitting there, they're they're beginning to think something doesn't sit right with me. This doesn't feel right because this is not the way – it seems like it should be, and so then that's opened up this idea of free thinking. But in that article you talked about earlier, it talks about dependency, and I think the government, our government, wants us to be dependent upon them for this for this very reason. And it, this brings me to this this biblical story. If you remember back in in uh, in uh, uh, Exodus, Genesis and Exodus, we had had uh, well starting in Genesis, we had Joseph who was sold by his brothers into slavery. Uh, and uh, Joseph ended up being um, rescued and uh, somewhat rescued, and, and he'd become a high uh, person in, in Pharaoh's um, uh, temple. And then he ended up getting falsely arrested because of, of uh, an accusation of uh, his wife. Um, and so he was in prison, and he had uh, he, there was a couple of others that were with him: the baker and the uh, the, the baker and the butler, I think, they both had had dreams, and Joseph was able to interpret these dreams, and then eventually he interpreted Pharaoh's dreams, and he got out of prison. And the, the Pharaoh had this dream about the seven years of of, of uh, prosperity, and then seven years of famine. And so he told him, he says, you need to save up all of these goods, because after this, you're going to have seven years of famine. And so what happened is, they had all of this good stuff, all of the this extra stuff that they had saved up because they knew the drought was coming and everybody else didn't know. And so they became dependent upon Pharaoh. They came to him and Pharaoh was freely handing out all this food saying, look at me, look what kind of great guy and come on, here you go, here you go, here you go. And so they became dependent upon him and they became slaves to him. And so when the government keeps us dependent upon them, if we are dependent upon them, we become their slaves. And so right. these the Israelite the the Israelites were 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 uh, there 400 years as slaves, and then uh, Moses comes along to free them, and finally uh, gets them out there. And what should have taken a couple of months to get to this promised land that Mo, that that had promised took them 40 years because in the process as they're going out, they're like, we're free, we're free, but man, 
man, we, we don't get the steak. We don't we don't get the the goods that we had when we were with Pharaoh. And you know, yeah, they're they're free. And so this is the this is where the government wants us to become dependent upon them. They want to flash us of our thinking. They want to flash us of anything that we think that because it would be contrary to them, and they want to keep us dependent upon them so we become their slaves. And I think that's exactly what's going on right now. And so you ask the question, can we get out of this? Well, yeah, we're going to have, you know, we're, I, I think we could see a mass exodus like we've seen in, in the biblical times where people said, you know, set us free. Let us go. We're tired of being your slave. Right. And exactly. There's like the passive and then there's the aggressive and they're doing both. Yeah. That's a exactly. Yep, that's that's uh boy, goosebumps. Goosebumps. It's it, it's all coming around that way. James Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Um, do you have any any more that you that you um, want to shed some light on uh, regarding to that subject before I move on to my next question? Well, I think if people looked at alternative media, alternative uh, avenues rather than the news, they'll see this phrase that's floating around out there, and it's the Great Awakening, the Great Awakening. And <laughs> that's funny. I just I just messaged that. Uh, to somebody as a great um, as, as a great resource, the Great Awakening. <laughs> you know, the Great Awakening. Well, this is yeah. this. I'm going to say it because we're on a uh, church radio station, but this is the fight against righteousness and evil, and this is an opportunity, and that's what the Great Awakening is for us to claim our rightful place, which if you want to take it to the system to go back to the true constitution, true common law. We've been under statutory law since 1871. And for people that want to pick a place to start to look at any of this, it goes way, way, way farther back than 1871. And it gets that's a very deep, deep, deep subject of the origin but just simply go to 1871 and see what your forefathers did when they sold out the original Constitution. That's the best place I can tell you where to go start your research. And this is a fact, fiction. It is what it is. Read it, search it, study it, ask questions, and that's your starting point. That's your starting point. Yep. That is the starting point, and and uh, Tina, yeah, I I seen this Tina, I or unbelievable Tina. Can you just share with um, our listeners what you sent me a, a copy of? So this is what's happening once again. While you know we're distracted with so many other things that are in front of us, and they'd rather us all be arguing and be divisive, so they can get things done that serves an agenda as opposed to the best interest of we, the people. And once again, this is in regard to those that are heading up these committees, heading up the changes that aren't doing it right, that are doing it 
for other reasons, whether they've been brainwashed and were part of that uh, or or not. Either way, it's it's not okay when, Tina, can you share what you just shared with me? Okay, well, apparently every 20 years, Oklahoma um, has people vote on their constitution, the state's constitution. And I'll just read you the analysis. SJR 26 submits to the people a vote to call a constitutional convention to revise the Oklahoman Constitution. The convention would be comprised of 106 delegates, 68 of which would be appointed from the legislature, 12 from the executive branch, and 6 from the judicial branch, and 20 from the public at large. Delegates so think about paid. that. Can I stop you right there for a second? So uh, sure. Hold on. That thought right there. Hold that thought. Mm-hmm. Who do you think a legislator is going to uh, appoint? Probably an attorney, right? Who do you think right. is going to be uh, an executive council member is going to appoint? Probably an attorney, right? Who do you think is a judge? A judge is going to appoint? Probably an attorney, right? So then what percentage of uh, of people with bar cards are going to be going forward to change our legislation, to change the Constitution, when it was not lawyers, typically, that put together our Constitution. So that in itself is a conflict. Okay, go ahead. Well, that's okay. Thank you for that. Delegates, Delegates would be paid for travel expenses for each day that the convention meets. Final approval of the newly proposed Constitution would be submitted to the people for their vote. Now, I know a lot of times when people go out to vote, they don't research, they don't um, really dig into what a bill could mean. So that worries me only if they believe what they're being told instead of researching for themselves what is in the Constitution that they're going to vote on. Right, because when you go to vote, don't don't you see? Okay, this is the thumbnail version. This is what this means, and that's what that means. Well, right. for crying out loud, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, maybe that's appreciated, but only if you appreciate them telling you their interpretation of it. Mhm. Mhm. So that's something else. I. Urge everybody to go in and look at the thousands of bills that have been put in for Oklahoma. It will blow your mind. It's yeah, it's startling. And maybe you can put that link um, on the Journeys to Justice. Okay. The Injustice uh, page there. Okay, so right now I am looking at. June 2020, now this was put out by Forbes.com. So I'm using various different sources here um, and and from information that I'm getting from different sources that I thought would be good and important to discuss tonight, given our states of mind, our our minds, the state of the people, you know, how we're, you know, how we're doing with it, how, and how we're remaining activated activists, uh, probably with the most heightened uh, a sense of, you know, like there's so many of, 
of us that can be or have been on and off at times, you know, very, you know, just automatically on the defensive whether we mean to be or or not because it's just a pins and needles time right now. It's a pins and needles time and how that has been used against us um, to create that divide is really uh, it, it's really like a, an experiment that I, you know, the, between all these different things. Like if you ask me, the masks, the fear, the this, the that, the other thing. Um, so uh, the compliance, um, the 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 orders that um, have been uh, that are being uh, barked out by people that actually don't have the right to make those orders. But yet, if you don't comply. It doesn't matter whether they have a right or not. If you don't, if the, if you don't comply, you, you you wind up behind a slave, a slave to an unjust society. You go to jail. Um, where this happens. So, uh, June 2020, Forbes.com. 95% of Americans' attitudes towards the criminal justice system and police reform. Okay. Uh, 95% of attitudes towards criminal justice system. And the police police reform uh, was basically it was a, a wake up to the protests uh, sparked by uh, the George Floyd incident. So ninety five percent felt as though you know they that this is the reason why there's this awakening of it. Okay, now. I'm trying to read my own writing here. Okay, so if 95% of us agree that that was an awakening, right, that's a very common bond and a common ground, isn't that? And and yet, so this, this poll, it, it's, it's, it's random polling, all right, it's... It, other than of age, it's not exclusive, you know, of older or younger, as long as as of age, race, color. This is 95% agree that there is an awakening, okay? We're, 95% of us are green. Let's just get that one thing into the right place. Now, is that a common ground that we are agreeing that there is an awakening? I would say so. However, those that wish for us to be divided did use those situations with the George Floyd and turned that into the divide, yet 95% of us, according to the poll, Agree that there is an awakening. Awakening. Now, 29% of those think that the whole system needs an overhaul. 40% believe that there are major changes that need to be done. And then 5% said to leave it alone. And then there's everything else in between. So we are still finding that 95% of the of 
of those that were polled said yes, there yes. There is some kind of reform that's needed. Ninety five percent of us were agreeing and yet social media and those that want to drive the narratives, the false news you know, they would prefer that we believe that that that, that we're all fighting each other, that we're enemies instead of allies. Because wouldn't they rather have us fighting each other than us standing up against the tyranny? Well, Tanya, let me share this real quickly for those that are in denial. This is something you're not going to hear on mainstream news, but I was in Michigan in December, and they had all but totally closed down the Canadian border for Americans going to Canada. But just in the last week, anyone returning to their home in Canada, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's 100% of Canada. If not, it's for the greatest percent, 85 90% of it. You going back in, you will be taken to a quote-unquote camp, and you will sit for 10 or 14 days in that camp before you're going to be allowed to go to your home, and they're going to charge approximately $2,000 for food, this, that, and the other for putting you in that camp. Wow. This is a a reality. So if you think things don't affect you, you need to think again. Hold that thought for a second because I feel bad. I did promise that people could call. So in case you're still waiting to call, I only have a few minutes for callers. Hold that thought there. 917-388-4520. Press 1. We'll take a couple real quick calls, 917-388-4520. Press 1 if you haven't, if you haven't already given up on us. Um, uh, you know, what's interesting, too, is this is how it's being pushed so far, is that uh, there are some airlines that are implementing, if you do not have a vaccination, then you do not travel with us. Um, so, you know, uh, will the government still help fund and, uh, you know, and take care of these uh, other big airlines with deficits if they don't, if other airlines don't jump on board when the government clearly wants you to have vaccines? I'm not telling anybody personally whether they should or they shouldn't. That's your own personal choice. But do your homework. Find out what the heck is in these things to begin with. And then weigh out the odds, you know, the risk versus reward. See if you can find any reward at all. Um, but do that on your own. But to be told that you cannot fly. In other words, you can't leave the country. All right? You can't leave the country. Oh, unless we can inject this certain gel in your arm, which actually allows us to trace you. Yeah. Yeah, that's for a whole nother show. Um, but uh, that's this is where we're heading, folks, if this is what um if this is what continues happening now as far as the mandates go i don't i don't know what the past administration this just recently past administration would have done i think that was more of um an optional thing i think that that was uh, uh you know as fast as warp speed did in my personal opinion is 
Um, it, it's a warped warp speed because I don't believe in uh, that vaccine because uh, I don't believe in the co- the virus being what they have put it out to be. Well, it was never about the virus. It was always about the vaccine. Yes, yes. And the I virus mean, you and I know this, and I know we're skipping a lot of steps. Ago, but so this was a plan. Go ahead. No, that's just that I said I know you and I know, but we're skipping a lot of steps. But, again, people need to be really investigating on their own, and if they make that choice, that's what you call being an American, but none of my family's taking it, I can assure you. Right. And I don't think anybody's denying that people that you know, people have gotten sick or people have died and, and whatnot. And and you know, my heart you know, my heart goes out too. And and I've known people you, you know, and I know people that whose family members have have died. Um, whether it's been from, you know, we don't really know if it's from COVID or not because um, so many things are now masked as as that. You know, if you die from the flu, well, there's a COVID strain in the flu, right? There's all these little strains that are also pneumo- in pneumonia. Yes, I understand well, that the taste buds change. Here's an example and here's a fact. Hank Aaron on TV took the vaccination within three weeks. He died. And there can be all kinds of variables, so we understand that. But mm-hmm. he was best known to be in good condition right. for an elderly person prior to the vaccination. Right. And there's so many examples of that. But, again, they're, they're not floating around in our in our in our mainstream, but it's um, oh. yeah. There's uh, there's a nursing home uh, right in um, upstate New York here, uh, not far from me, uh, where there was uh, a small, fairly small nursing home. Well, about 300 beds or so, and a third of them got um, the vaccination, and a third of them, died. and uh, they all got vaccinations. Forgive me, and about a third of them died within a few days. Well, if so, Stephen was on here, he could tell you the ingredients down to the nth degree of what's mm-hmm. in there. I don't care to know because I just know enough that it's not happening. But you can find the same information that Stephen's found. Well, maybe that can be something that we follow up on uh, on, on Thursday or or something like that when uh, uh, we'll see what if Tina is is up for that because I know that we had somebody slated for Thursday and. Uh, that didn't. Uh, that's not paying out for this Thursday. But but we're down to just about four minutes. Uh, not even four minutes. About three minutes. So can if you guys can each give me thirty seconds of uh, uh, of what you want to leave the tonight's uh, stage with uh, and a message that you want to leave uh, out to those listeners um, that we appreciate so much for um, for tuning in and being a part of this with us. Tina, would you go first? Um. For tonight, I would just say research everything. Don't trust research just everything. what you told. Mm-hmm. Thank That's you, it. Tina, very much. Thanks for joining us. James? Uh, I've spoken up. Let David have my time. Okay. James, thank you so much for coming on. It's great It's great to have you. really appreciate it. And Stephen Burke, I wish that I had opened up 
on the mic for you for you tonight. I um, you know you always can uh, speak up, but I'm glad you sent uh, that message to to James. Dave Martin, how about you? I think it's important for us to remember that truth is is uh, is truth regardless of uh, of anything, and so there's no there, there's a lot of I guess we're taught in this uh, day and age that truth is relevant. Truth is what you want it to be or what it's to make it out to be, and that's just hogwash. That's baloney, and we know that's not true. And like James uh, has pointed out over and over again as well, is that you know we have to be careful where we get our research from as well. You know, you don't don't, don't just watch your TV, don't just watch your mainstream, but you find find the truth, the the truth, the only truth, nothing but the truth. So help us all. Absolutely, and that just goes with you know. It might sound it might sound cool, right? When when people say, "Oh, perception is reality," well, says who? Perception is perception. Perception is not reality. If you want to cave into something that sounds good, a little bit of wit there, it, just because it might sound like, "Oh, perception is reality," yeah, yeah, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Reality is reality, people. Reality is reality. And and, 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 and and let's not forget that. Don't let anybody convince you otherwise because then you might as well just give your brain away. And remember, as Frank Serpico says, the fight against corruption is never easy, never has been, and it never will be. It exacts a toll on ourselves, our families, our friends, and especially our children. In the end, I believe, as in my case, the price we pay is well worth holding on to our dignity. Frank Serpico. I'm Tanya Hathaway. I'm your host of Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your story is told. Please come back, tune back in on uh, Sunday evening. Uh, and uh, thank you, Stephen Burke, 89.9 KLRB FM. And thank you, Marty Oakley, TS Radio Network. God bless all listeners. We appreciate you. Contact us. Contact me, journeys to justice at gmail.com. Again, God bless and good night.